Hey y'all, welcome back to the SMAP Fully Equipped Podcast. This is Amy Steelman. I am an 8th grade language arts teacher at Murray Middle School and part of the SMAP, the Substance Misuse Awareness Project Committee. And we are so excited about this first podcast with John Dale. He's here with us today. He's a certified alcohol and drug counselor that has worked at Coastal Horizon Center for 37 years. He provides 200 drug assessments yearly and does drug treatment with youth at the New Hanover Juvenile Detention Center. John facilitates parent groups in New Hanover, Brunswick, and Pender Counties. He also conducts a monthly anger management program for adults. He's done presentations on current drug trends and drug treatment for various conferences and the New Hanover County School System. We're so excited to have you here, John. Welcome, John. Thank you. It's good to be here with you and glad to help out and pass on some information to parents. So, John, you've been doing this a while. What are some of the current drug trends that you're seeing with the youth in New Hanover County? Yeah, so I'm going to give you information from two sources. Uh, the first one is called Monitoring the Future Survey, and that's a national drug survey that does results on teen drug use that's been taking place since 1975, and a very reliable source. And then also from personal data from drug assessments I've done over the last 15 years, and I usually do about 200 per year. So uh, the first thing regarding current drug trends in New Hanover County is, um, I'm gonna break it down into three categories. You have the highest use category, and that would include alcohol, marijuana use, and vaping flavors, and nicotine. Uh, All right, so that's your highest use. Then the second category, which is gonna be about two to four percent of youth in New Hanover County would be prescription drug use that is illegal use. And if it's in the opioid category, it's going to be these three that they constantly report using uh, Percocet, Oxycodone, and Oxycontin. If it's in the depressant category, Xanax is the one I've heard over and over again. And actually a very popular one is one the kids call the Xanax bars that are uh, sort of elongated with a little indentation in the very center that's, uh, that indentation is used in case uh, the, pre- the prescription is called for using a half a pill, you know, uh, those kinds of things. It's real easy to break that into half, uh, but they talk about Xanax bars. And then codeine would be uh, an additional one in that second category for teens that, uh, two to four percent of the teens that have reported using. Now, Codeine would be used in the street drug called Lean, L-E-A-N, and they're mixing uh, prescription strength cough syrup with Sprite soda and Jolly Rancher candy. So that's that second category. And then you have the the third category of drug use, which is going to be less than 1% of our youth, uh, and those would be, you know, the harder drugs like uh, ecstasy, cocaine, I know there's been a lot of talk about fentanyl in the last uh, five to seven years. It's an extremely small percentage of youth that I talk to. Out of the 200 drug assessments that I do per year, about half of the youth report using a drug. And I would probably say out of those 100 in a year that report drug use, I'm probably only talking to about three youth out of those 100 
that have talked about using fentanyl, and it's often only been just a, a few times. So that, those are the basics so far as the current drug trends. So John, these sound like things that, I mean, when we were kids, this was prominent. It's been, you know, these things throughout the years. Why are kids today still continuing? What is their number one reason or, you know, the top couple reasons why they're still trying drugs for the first time? If everybody knows okay. they're not good for you, what are, what are their reasons they're giving? Yeah, so uh, this is a question I've asked teenagers in groups that I do with them over the last couple decades, and these uh, three answers come up on a consistent basis on why they try a drug for the first time. So first one is peer influence, who they're hanging around. Second one is just being curious, and then the availability of that particular drug. Uh, something really interesting regarding availability of drugs is that 65% of teens report getting prescription pills either from their own home or from a friend. So uh, it's really interesting how, you know, parents can really have put a big dent in drug prevention that I'll talk about uh, a little bit. But uh, so, so far as peer influence, uh, a great thing that parents can learn is skills to handle peer pressure. And by the way, the parent groups that I do, we teach those skills in the parent groups. It's basically a five-step process. It, sort of a learning process between the parent and the child and role-playing some things that's really neat. And I uh, offer those parent programs in New Hanover, Pender, and Brunswick County. Uh, okay, and then so this uh, peer influence is the first one, curiosity is the second one. So one of the things parents can do is educate themselves on harmful effects of drugs. And uh, here's a really important tip. If you remember this, the NIDA, N-I-D-A, website has the most up-to-date information regarding drugs and how you talk to kids about that. So uh, just kind of remember that. That'll be helpful. And then I mentioned that uh, availability of drugs was uh, another reason why teenagers might try a drug for the first time. And if 65% of youth report getting from their own home, a prescription pill and using it illegally or from a friend, the greatest deterrent is making sure uh, we can find where our drop-off medication locations are. And all you have to do is Google the county you're in and uh, type in uh, drop-off medication locations and then purchase a medication lockbox. You can get them on Amazon uh, for about 10 to 20 bucks and lock up any medications that you're not using. So. So, John, you've been doing this a while. What have you seen, if anything, uh, that has changed in New Hanover County regarding teen drug use specifically over the last, let's say, 10 years? Okay, all right. So, um, vaping nicotine and vaping flavored products has accounted for the largest increase in any drug category for teens in the last 47 years at the Monitoring the Future program uh, that they've collected data and the peak years have been 2018 and 2019 and then there were some slight decreases in vaping use in 2020 and 2021 since the pandemic and they believe uh, of course uh, one of the reasons for that is because kids were more often at home and they weren't out in the community where they could uh, vape and get those products and then uh, and then the other thing would be um, 
that's changed a little bit, well not changed, uh, alcohol and marijuana use has been consistent in about 50% of seniors uh, having reported you know, that use in those two categories. And then everything else beyond vaping, alcohol, and marijuana, all the other drug categories are, have been consistent, consistently reported by about two to four percent of teenagers. about why youth might try drug for the first time but once you know they get over that curiosity or just that it's available why are are, are youth continuing to use those drugs that's another question that I ask um, teen groups that I do drug treatment in I've done that over the last couple decades so uh, the reasons why they continue this is what they report first answer to handle stress Second answer, peer group association, and then the third, because they like the feeling. Uh, and what's not known to most parents is the feeling that they're looking for, the kids are going after, actually comes from uh, a chemical called a neurotransmitter, which is naturally produced in the body. And the illegal drug just causes the release of the neurotransmitter, and a great educational skill for parents to learn is to learn healthy ways to release neurotransmitters so that kids are still getting a good feeling, but they're doing it from an activity or um, whether that's uh, very active or a passive activity or a lot of different types of things, even from nutrition. I love that you're giving us uh, some great tips for these parents, John, that that's the helpful part. We know it's bad. I know the people listening to this podcast, whether they're parents or educators, they work with youth in some capacity, they, they know that drugs are bad. Kids know that drugs are bad. So I really appreciate that you're giving us some very um, tangible strategies to to kind of combat that and really help our teens and come aside alongside of them in these situations. Um, I know we're going to go over a few more resources at the end, um, but I appreciate you sprinkling those in for us throughout. Um, so thinking about, I'm a middle school teacher, I teach eighth grade, and I see a, a change about this time of year, about spring of eighth grade year, I start to see that maturity, and they start to act a little bit more um, less like a middle schooler, a typical middle schooler. And they're taking on some of those high school perspectives and high school um, personification, I guess. And what are differences do you see? So I'm assuming that there's some differences in drug trends and usage and things that students are reporting about drugs that are different from middle school and high school. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because some of our listeners, you know, might be focused on one particular group or the other, and we'd like to hear what the differences are. Sure, so there's some pretty consistent ones with middle school students. Probably the number one thing they're involved with now is uh, vaping the flavors and vaping nicotine. And then there might also be, with some students, uh, middle school students, uh, minimal alcohol use and minimal uh, pill use. And when I think about minimal, I think about like experimentation, you know, with middle schoolers. 
Uh, also, um, every once in a while, you know, there can be a student, a middle school student, that might use a harder drug and might develop a little bit of a habit for one also. Extremely small percentage, all right? High school students, uh, you're definitely going to have vaping, uh, alcohol and marijuana. Uh, about half the students, by the time they become a senior, will have tried all three of those. And then the category of about 2 to 4 percent for uh, uh, all the other drugs. Uh, would be accounted for for the high school students. Wow, 50% of seniors have reported trying vaping, alcohol, or marijuana. That's, that is, that's scary. That's very scary. Um, but I think that just leads us back to one thing that we try in our organization to remind parents and youth group leaders and teachers and educators that addiction and drug use and you know, alcohol use does not discriminate. It, I mean, if we say 50% of seniors, that's clearly not just one type of kid or one group of kid. We can't group them all, you know, this, just because my kid isn't X, Y, or Z, then they're not susceptible to this, um, this temptation. So with that being said, what are some signs, symptoms that parents or educators, people who work with youth, what are they, what can they be looking for knowing that any kid unfortunately could be, um, could fall into this kind of pattern or, or threat? Okay, so I'm going to give you sort of a general answer of some changes that would occur for a lot of different types of drug categories, and um, these are the ones. Uh, usually it's because they've changed their peer group. You'll see a drop in their grades. Uh, they're changing the way that they dress, sometimes drastically. Could be some poor hygiene included with that. Sleeping difficulties eating habits might change. Now those are the general ones for a lot of different drug categories, but each individual drug category may have its own sign and symptom that would probably take a little bit longer to discuss, so I'll just leave the general ones there. But probably the, the helpful pointer or the helpful skill for parents again would be uh, how do you want to find out what's going on? Hey, you know, go to the pharmacy and purchase a drug test or get them off of Amazon, they're very affordable, and do a drug test at home and that will tell you a lot. you we're just talking about the the test I think that's a great idea I don't know that people really realize how accessible they are that you can just go pick them up in the pharmacy but I know I've heard uh, from you and other people in the field they really talk about the importance of communication as well and keeping those lines of communication open with your with your children with your students with whoever you're working with because I mean, sometimes we think, well, we don't want to talk about it because we don't want to bring it up to the kid and we don't want to put ideas in their head but it Kids are talking about drugs. Kids see drugs. They know people who do drugs. You know, drugs are vaping, marijuana. They drink alcohol. They've seen parties, whatever. So the reality is we have to remind ourselves that if we're not talking about it with our, with our students, with our children, somebody else is. 
So uh, we need to create those safe spaces that they know that that communication can be had with us so they can get the facts, they can know what's really going on, and because we can't guarantee what they're going to be hearing from the people around them, their peers or, you know, people in social media. So I think that that, you know, I know I've heard that from lots of people, that open communication is such a deterrent as well. Um, so I met, heard you mention multiple times, it sounds like, with the trends, what you're seeing, that vaping just continues to come up. And that, I know, even for someone my age, is not something that I'm familiar with. It wasn't popular growing up. So I think probably a lot of our listeners are not as familiar with that as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about what vaping is and, and what that is? Sure. I'm going to give you four important pieces of new data uh, regarding vaping. All right. So 68 people have died in the United States as a result of vaping. Second one, 55% of eighth graders are at a great health risk due to frequent vaping. Vaping predicts, this is a third one, vaping predicts future cigarette experimentation. And there's two studies that say that uh, students are about four to seven times greater risk for using cigarettes if they vaped first. And then here's the last one, 44% of eighth graders said that vaping devices were easy to get. Wow. Uh, as an eighth grade teacher, I, those are really scary statistics. Um, I'd like to think that eighth graders, like I said earlier, are you know, still kind of childlike, but the fact that almost half of them felt like devices were easy to get, and out of the ones that are currently vaping, over 50% of them are now at a great health risk, because I think that that is one of the things that, as a society, we continue to perpetuate the fallacy that vaping's not a big deal. It's better than cigarettes, you know, oh, it's just vape. But that's clearly not true. And I think that's a message that maybe some of our adults around us need to, to be aware of as well. So, okay, if it's that prevalent even in middle school, what, are, what can a parent do if they find out their child has been vaping? Okay, so one of the best things is to educate your children on harmful effects because right now vaping is really a considered to be new, a newer technology. So we're really just seeing the short-term effects of vaping and probably 5, 10, 15 years from now we'll start seeing a little bit more of the longer-term harmful effects. And one of the best ways to educate yourself and your children, again, I'll keep talking about this, is go to the NIDA, N-I-D-A website and you can access all that information on how to talk to your kids about those harmful effects and what to do and keep that open communication. So I don't know about the people listening, but I've certainly learned a lot just in our talk here today, and I really appreciate your time. Um, but I think going back to the, you know, yes, we know this is bad, but what can we do about it? Can you tell us a little bit more about any other resources uh, that parents can access to help educate themselves so they're prepared for those open lines of communication or the questions that their kids are asking or what to do if they find that their kids using. So what are some resources? Where do you point parents to for those kind of things? So I'm trying not to give too much information uh, and maybe in some later podcasts I can uh, dig in a little deeper to some additional resources. But uh, 
Uh, you guys already know I've mentioned NIDA, stands for National Institute of Drug Abuse uh, Studies. So that's the first one. Uh, and then also for people that want to get in touch with me that are parents in Brunswick, Pender, and New Hanover County for parent programs, for some free programs that we offer virtually that go anywhere from six weeks to eight weeks, uh, you can contact me at my email address. And my email is j. D A I L at Coastal Horizons with an S dot org. I'll give that to you one more time. J D A I L at Coastal Horizons dot org. And I can give you information and uh, give you some good links for some things also and glad to help out. Well, thank you so much, John, for coming in today. We are so grateful for your expertise and all that you were able to share with us. Um, I'm hoping that our listeners have learned a little something and they feel a little bit more prepared uh, to help support their teens, whoever that teen is in their life or the multiple teens in their lives, that they can come alongside them and just really help um, help them stay healthy in you know this crazy world that we're in that would be great any education is is wonderful so thank you again for listening today be on the lookout for future podcasts and don't forget to go follow us on social media through facebook at substance misuse awareness project and then on instagram on and twitter at spread smap s-m-a-p all right thanks guys have a great day